You are listening to Game of Growth, a podcast hosted by TruePush, the favorite TruePush notification platform of more than 20,000 marketeers and developers. On this show, you will listen to behind the scenes of exciting market journeys, ups and downs of businesses, and the impeccable survival story. And here we go. Welcome back to the Game of Growth, your weekly podcast. You are listening to episode 58, and I'm your host, Tina Verma. So today we are joined by Niranjan, co-founder at 8Views, which is a fast-paced marketing firm with a mission to put brands on the digital map by providing marketing, advertising, and content solutions. So uh, welcome to the show, Niranjan. How are you doing? Thanks, Sina. Great to be uh, here. Uh, thanks for having me. I'm doing very well. Well, the, I, hopefully the pandemic situation is getting better. Things are getting better. I'm seeing the sentiment changing slightly, and hopefully in the next few days, things will be a lot better for everyone. So true, true. So um, uh, Niranjan, uh, let us start from the data-driven approach. Since everything is now uh, data-driven, how can decision-making be improved with data-driven marketing? And uh, overall, why does data-driven marketing uh, matter? So for us, one of the reasons that uh, I really like digital is because there's a lot of data involved, a lot of access for us to see what customers are doing, uh, you know, how their behavior is. I can see that in numbers. Mm-hmm. So with our brand, with our company also, when we started, we said we will go out to brands and tell them that, you know what, tell me what results you're looking for in terms of numbers and let's pursue that goal through marketing on digital. That's how we started. So data continues to be a very integral part of what we do. Uh, let me give you some examples here based on some experiences that we've had. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I saw one of the main challenges that uh, uh, we face uh, when we do not consider data is that we devise strategies based on uh, some individual or a group of few people's thoughts. Sitting in an office, say we are sitting in a company, we are working on multiple brands. Now say, for example, I am working with a school, right? Uh, And the person who's devising the strategy, say that that person is still in their young, early 20s, and uh, they don't know what it is like fully accept that they've experienced going to school, but they have never experienced being a parent. Mm-hmm. Now imagine that person actually writing strategy uh, for a school, thinking about how a parent would think. There would be a lot of gaps there, a lot of mistakes would happen. But if we change that and come down to understanding data of what a parent is looking for online, if I have that data, what a parent actually thinks, what are the different factors that a parent considers while, go, while uh, selecting a school for their kid, then I am much more informed to be able to uh, come uh, arrive at a strategy there. So what's important here is to first speak to customers, look at data, and then devise a strategy that will that will change the entire, that could change the entire perspective of the way you think. Uh, the example that I'm talking about is say, uh, we had a uh, e-commerce brand who came on board with us. It was a mm-hmm. gifting company. It's a pretty popular gifting company in India. And they were creating some really, really good campaigns, very, very creative ones. And we thought things were going great. And then uh, they came to us. The first thing we said was, let me look at your data. Let me look at numbers. And when we saw the numbers, we saw, we saw that there were about 100 campaigns running on Facebook and Instagram and a few more on the other channels. And they were spending a lot of money on that. And uh, when we ran through the data, we saw that not even half of those campaigns were performing well. In the sense, they were wasting a lot of money. The cost per acquisition was extremely high. Mm-hmm. All we did was we didn't try to launch some new crazy creative campaign. We didn't implement any advanced strategies. We just stopped 
paused all the campaigns that were not doing well and instantly bang the uh, cost per acquisition came down so much and their revenue increased by over 50% in just 3 months so that's all it takes uh, the effort is in identifying insights through the data you see and then implementing those few steps to start seeing change so yeah data is extremely important for uh, marketing yes you can always think uh, without considering data you want to come up with a creative idea sure do that experiment with that but when you have uh, access to data keep an eye on that keep that perspective in mind as well and uh, then do whatever you do i'm sure results will be much better um wonderfully explained niranjan moving ahead to the next question when we talk about startups smes um which have limited budgets and are most of the time are bootstrapped so how do these uh, startups and smes generate a profitable marketing roi so when it comes to startups like you said uh, yes the budgets are limited but what's very very important is to define your goal if you can define your goal in numbers even better and again don't keep that number so high and you know not make it practical for you to achieve it have a number define the goal and then align everything you do with that goal which will be your end conversion so many a times i've seen that you know companies it's it's still in the air it, they don't define that and put it on paper and say hey you know what we need 1000 sales this month from this we need 5000 uh, users to register and we need 500 of those to be able to use my app every single day so that definition is missing once that definition you arrive at the definition then you align your entire team whether even if it is a writer or your designer or your uh, person in tech or marketing you know all of these people need to align and say okay we are looking at that goal now come down to what channels do i use for this goal and then don't try to go after all the channels maybe your uh, you know a fashion brand probably only instagram and pinterest is where you need to be don't waste your time on twitter uh, because of the limited resources and time you have then narrow down those uh, channels like i said once you have these channels in place do not try to figure out what's the best formula you need to list out all the experimentations that you want to run right you you do not know what's going to work for you so mm-hmm. list out those 5 10 different experimentations and then schedule those experimentations one could be you know you want to start a group on facebook right many people do not know that groups on facebook do really well for brands it's not used so much in india but it's a killer mm-hmm. so maybe you want to do that but for that you need probably a social media intern who moderates it and runs it well you know you get good conversions from there so like that arrive at those five six experiments that you will do run it for a month even for campaigns do not go extremely aggressive at the start have your limited budgets once you feel that yes i'm 70% ready go live stop thinking in depth about you know how sure how your logo should be how the design should be because even you don't know the answer although you might think you do and then start to run those experiments and then you will arrive and you will be able to identify a few sweet spots maybe in those five experiments only two ran in those two experiments you identified those two sweet spots when i say sweet spots say you're an e-commerce company you're selling something online and you're spending money on campaigns you have got roi from couple of campaigns which are actually profitable initially it's going to be difficult for you to be profitable but which are actually profitable now you take those two campaigns and maybe spend five times more the money on just those two campaigns mm-hmm. right and then start going hard at them don't go hard at the start so first define your goal shortlist your channels list down your experiments 
identify the sweet spots that come out of those experiments maybe after a month or two and then start to scale don't try and scale at the start don't try and go for a big launch that would be my approach for a startup with limited budget mm-hmm. i completely agree with you niranjan in fact uh, the fact that you said that to not to focus on multiple and all the channels at the same time but to have one or two experiment with it see the results and then move ahead so yeah completely agree with you um moving ahead uh, to understand what drives consumers decisions marketers have turned to psychology of their customer customers so uh, what are the attributes of uh, consumer psychology which help you to strategize consumer reengagement and uh, retention yeah, so your previous question spoke about how you know you start marketing for startup so as a startup you don't really have a base you don't have a lot of existing customers now this question is about how you reengage the customers that you already have or how you retain them right mm-hmm. these are very two very different steps uh, different stages of the cycle the in the earlier stage i need to show the customer something very different i need to have some sort of a hook that that he's going to see and say hey this is something i'm hearing for the first time or seeing for the first time or this is the value add that i was really looking at let me try and see uh, you know that if i can use it now say for example your own product you have true push right and uh, uh, you you're saying that you'll give me uh, uh, a platform where i can send notifications for free now that's a massive value add now i get him in because i i've got the hook there once he comes in his psychology is he's in a different phase altogether now i need to see how to make him keep coming back and uh, then reengage him in this there are two aspects that are very important the first aspect is visibility how visible i am to him in that phase say he there's a chance that i can bring him back to purchase from me in a 60 day cycle in those 60 day cycle how many times i have been visible to him and the more important point is say for example i've been visible to him four times maybe i sent him one email maybe on instagram i've been visible to him couple of times on facebook i've been visible to him another time mm-hmm. now what am i communicating to him uh during this time and i need to set up this campaign in a certain way where i make sure that i'm visible to him for at least these many times right i should not be saying the same thing i should not keep telling him come and purchase come and purchase i need to influence him in a way where he sees that yes now i have purchased a product x to complement that product maybe i will show him product y i will not be showing him x again and again mm-hmm. so when i show him y then uh, uh, maybe after a week i'll show him the advantages of why and maybe two weeks after that i'll show him a customer who has purchased why and then in the fourth week probably he is going to end up coming back and purchasing from me right so uh, the consumer is at a different phase at that point and it's very important that we are visible to him some of them are definitely going to convert if you're communicating the right things to him the other part is in retention you have uh, three types of customers right one is you have a happy customer he's come he's used your product he's super happy and he's going to continue using your product no problems you know whatever you're doing keep doing uh, like i said continue to be visible to him so that he purchases more and more the second customer is uh, you know he's come he's used your product he's found it okay maybe he's not coming back so much for him that whole influence campaign needs to run more aggressively and uh, you need to be on top of his mind more frequently so uh, whatever i said in my previous uh answer i think uh, in terms of visibility i think that comes into play big time in medium now disappointed customers now these are the sets that you need to go the extra mile now in uh, the way he thinks his uh, mindset right now is that 
he's probably hates your company right he in fact if he looks at you he's probably going to uh, go and tell people that stop uh, going uh, stop buying from this or you know i went to this platform and it was really bad now with these customers you need to have a separate system on how you handle them because uh, they can just uh, you know mess up your brand so much because the guys who are disappointed make more much more noise than the guys who are uh, happy absolutely so uh, say your say you have his phone number pick up the phone call him let him come into a bucket where you know that these are the customers who are disappointed call him talk to him try and fix the problem if he wants a replacement if he wants a free a uh, period for another couple of months give it to him in fact if he asks you for a couple of months of free trial give him 3 months of extended free trial if he's if he's dis- uh, disappointed with your product send him a replacement and also send him a, another separate complimentary product now if you're able to turn this guy uh, into a happy customer he's going to make a lot more noise than the guy who was happy the first time because you were able to turn him around that journey is much much more powerful so i think you have to identify these three sets of customers and then deal with them differently and separately right right so uh, moving ahead niranjan what are the strategies uh, used to improve website ranking and uh, why do you think websites lose ranking or you follow everything to be at the top you are doing the best in your on page seo off page seo you're doing everything but this is what uh, most of the brands struggle with to improve their website ranking so what are your thoughts on that something i've seen often is that uh, while brands think that they've got their seo covered or they've given it to some agency and thinks that it is covered we still identify a lot of gaps the yeah. first thing to do is to be a great student to google google over the years has kept telling you certain things if you see the pattern in which they're uh, telling you you will identify certain points for example at this stage your website not being secure which means having an ssl certificate and getting the https for your website Mm-hmm. is a huge factor for google your website not being responsive to mobile because that's where most of the traffic is coming from is a huge factor for you to rank on mobile so there are there is no negotiation for something like website speed website being secure mobile responsive all of these things so these first thing these basics need to be in place when you're telling me that you're doing everything right we should make sure that first yes i am doing all of these things uh, right and then then move on to you know a little more advanced stuff or some i would say a little bit of an extension now what many people miss is that for most of your searches for a lot of searches you will see that in google search you are having youtube videos also appear right mm-hmm. so and i see that a lot of brands are not creating content on youtube so this part is again important because when you do well on youtube you are also going to rank on google and it may surprise you you know to see the kind of searches that are happening in google in a lot of cases for a lot of topics the number of searches that happen on google search engine uh is lesser than the number of searches that happen for the same topic on youtube so youtube is really really important get your seo right even there it's not just on your on page get your seo even right on google and then start to go to a little more advanced right once you have the setup done well then it's about optimizing and uh, you know seeing what what else you can do and also the frequency of how uh, how uh, of your updating of content mm-hmm. uh, let me give you an example now if you are writing a blog what typically we would do is we would put a page title uh, for seo we would write the meta description we would write the blog with a few keywords 
if i had to go if i had to tell you to go a step ahead what i would do is i would go to google type those keywords i would also see the other searches that are appearing first what are the top links that are appearing what have they written about can i better that content that's a strategy that's being used by quite a few in seo now the next part the interesting part comes here when you type in a keyword you have google suggestions right when the, uh, under your search bar now use those list down all those uh, term uh, suggestions that are coming up then if you scroll down a bit you will also see a few questions that google places and if you click on those those expand to give you the answers so it's like a q and a that you have then you go to the bottom of the page the utmost bottom of the page google has more search terms there under its logo it should have more uh, uh, search terms which are again you know all of these are related to that keyword now list down all these keywords you will get a pattern as to what the customer is looking for what the user is looking for based on this write the article and use some of these extend extended keywords or uh, you know it's called lsi this is it's a technique that is used where uh, uh, you know you bring in related topics words and uh, sentences into uh, your article go into quora see the most popular question and answers take in that based on all of this start to create content and once you create this content the next part is to keep updating it and adding to your website i think uh, doing this has really helped uh, a lot of uh, brands that we work for and we've seen uh, some uh, success stories over there and in the end right don't try to keep picking google that's not going to happen uh, i'll also tell you an incident that had happened there was someone who came and told us you know what uh, off page seo i will get you hundreds of uh, links quality backlinks from other websites mm-hmm. and we were tempted this was a few years back we said okay fine let's give it a shot and then it was true in like probably in a month we had hundreds or maybe thousands of links actually backlinks from different websites and then uh, uh, you know they said look your ranking has gone up very well and then we were fine but we were never someone who would encourage something like that but i, I don't know we just gave it a shot we thought it was good Mm-hmm. and then uh, when we saw all of these links came from websites that are not relevant to uh, you know the business the brand that we were trying to rank higher for uh, what we saw is they used a tool and there are tools like this which will randomly go and comment on different blogs on different websites whether it's relevant or not what's and en- what ends up happening is that google is going to penalize you so mm-hmm. never that was a lesson for us as well that you know never look at these kind of uh, shortcuts rather just do what's best for the user forget about what uh, those hacks are all of those will keep coming and going yes you can implement a few if you think they are white hat but stay away from uh, uh, something that's uh, uh, too good to be true in most cases and just focus on what's good for the user and what's going to make him spend more time on the page and maybe click I, I think if you get that right, everything else will be taken care of itself, provided your initial SEO foundation and setup is in place. Absolutely, uh, that's a that's a lot of information for the audience to understand, mm-hmm. and would definitely help them. Uh, moving ahead, what does the Indian market have to offer to the digital marketing space? Uh, where do you uh, where do you feel we can revamp ourselves to be as competitive? as the other global brands that excel in every take of their marketing procedure um when we talk about in the next coming 5 years so i think uh, uh, see for me also to learn more about this subject and if i had to do it from india it sort of been a little bit of a challenge i think uh, uh, we are still in that learning curve and it's going to take us some time in 5 years definitely we will be uh, a lot better 
but uh, what you have to be very careful about before you getting get into this field is where you learn from right try and get go and look up for as many reviews as you can if you know somebody who's attended that go course go and talk to them don't look at courses that will teach you everything in about a month it's good for learning what's at the surface of digital marketing but then look at courses that will take you deeper after that introduction to all the verticals so i have learned a lot of uh, uh, whatever knowledge i have got a lot of it is through hasn't been uh, too much through the uh, indian market it's been for me i've learned a lot from uh, leaders industry leaders in uh, in europe in the us places like that of course they are a little more advanced than us but i think india is really picking up well and what we need at this point of time is we need enough good educators in this subject there are definitely good guys right who who will teach you the right stuff uh, i've heard say for, for the example people like digital deepak or saurav jain these kind of guys are actually i think they are doing a, a pretty decent job and uh, i haven't had a chance to go through their courses in depth but seeing whatever they speak i think they 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 are definitely doing a good job is what my guess is so be very careful on uh, what kind of uh, course you take up next 5 years is going to be uh, a time where we really uh, evolve and i think in the next 10 years uh, india will be a really good uh, place for uh, digital marketing mm-hmm. absolutely so lastly um, niranjan moving on to the uh, last question what career advice would you uh, like to give to marketing entrepreneurs in the coming year and of course students who feel that uh, marketing would be the right space for them and and are exploring uh, their careers in the same field so when you're uh, approaching you know uh, this field and uh, you want to really get good at it one thing is like i said in my previous answer try and go deep don't look at what you get at the broader level right today a lot of people i see their approach is that how do i get a job and what do i need to learn to get a job the problem is also that probably your boss in the company that you're going to work in is maybe not going to be very good at digital marketing because this field is still new and there's not enough uh, education happening in india yet like i said but we are uh, evolving and uh, i think uh, in the near future will be much better but as of now you need to really know what you're getting into and then you need to learn that well enough so my advice would be to understand how digital marketing works at the surface level across all verticals then pick a vertical or two and then finalize your final single vertical and try and get uh, uh, you know become a specialist at that now say for example you want to get into seo there are very very few people i guess in the country who are really really good at the subject and if you are really good at the subject you will be in very high demand but what's happening right now is that guys saying i'll come and do seo i will also run ads for you maybe i'll also do a little bit of copy and i also know how to do a wordpress site it's not going to help if you're working with you know a reputed company or you really want to grow a brand in a startup phase it's okay to do it for some time but if you are really serious about your career pick up that specialization and really master it there will be a lot of companies uh, that will be running after you stop going after you know just thinking about the job side of it the money side of it your identity side of it keep that aside all of that will come if you learn this really well and become uh, you know a master at uh, a certain skill mm-hmm. wonderful 
uh, wonderful. Thank you so much, Niranjan, for uh, joining us today and for this absolutely incredible discussion where you have uh, shared useful insights with the audience. I appreciate your time. Stay safe. Thanks, Sina. Thank you for having me. Thanks for tuning into our show, Game of Pros. Make sure to subscribe for upcoming episodes and visit truepush.com to access more such interesting resources. If you like this podcast, do subscribe and leave us a feedback. Let us know how you're enjoying the show. And until next time, take care.